0: to the out of the box podcast as we continue along with our out of the box office podcast series and now it is apparently just what we're gonna do uh also discussing softball before we dive into the movies i'm gray robertson alongside my partner tom canterbury tom hello hello how are you good it's been an interesting couple days uh still still so mad so (laughs) so mad
1: but it's okay
0: we're good. We've moved on. We're good. And speaking of what's good, yeah. Also joining us from her home, many miles away, our friend from ESPN from Alabama, and also uh, for two days, my partner on CBS Sports Network at the World Games, Caleb Bro is here. How are you, bro?
2: Good. What's up, guys? Good to be here. Excited to talk shop with you today.
0: Absolutely. I, I did want to really quickly ask for your perspective on the World Games because. There really has not been a time for me to talk about it. There probably won't be a time going forward to discuss it. But that was a really cool experience that we had the opportunity to participate in watching Team USA win gold in Birmingham this summer.
2: Yeah, you could tell, I think first and foremost, that it meant something so much to that team who had lost in the Olympics and got silver to Japan. So to be able to play on your home turf, to play in the United States, to go win for some of the the women on that team that played in the Olympics to get that revenge, I think meant a lot. And on the other side of things, too, like I was so proud of the city of Birmingham, the state of Alabama for showing up because the crowd was so awesome for that gold medal game. It really felt like a big deal, and so uh, I just enjoyed every second of getting to call that because I thought it was a unique experience seeing that international ball, and uh, I was really happy to be a part of it.
1: I, I really hope it does kind of lead to Birmingham or Alabama as a whole getting an opportunity to host more events like that, I mean, it, for softball if nothing else. Yeah. Uh, because, like you said, I mean, I I really think I outside of Oklahoma City, uh, that's probably the biggest crowd in – nation's history to watch a softball game. So,
2: yeah, we were we were sitting there in the stands watching and we we're like, you could you could see as many people here as the World Series. I, I, Oklahoma City, I you know it's nostalgic. I get it, but if something happened and mm. the women's college world series was no longer played there, I think uh, the Hoover Met would be like option number one for.
1: If if we wanted to not have Oklahoma have home field
0: advantage for the World Series, you know we could change things up a little bit. Just
2: move it, up a little bit. <laughs> it really
0: is kind of the same exact right. stadium. It in really many is. Anyways, ways. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right, Caleb, bro. We're gonna do it earlier than normal with you, but we are gonna play around of what's good, bro. So fill us in on your life, on what you're up to. What's good, bro?
2: Um, things are really good. I first have to brag on my daughter, who's now like one years old and she was formerly on the podcast, but she's very mature now and she's walking and uh, talking a little bit. So that's, that takes up the majority of my time. And I I love love every second of it. I'm in the off season of softball right now. So uh, no softball to watch, but I am filling up my time watching so many other sports because I got to, you know, catch my fantasy team. I got to make sure I'm watching. Well, was watching the Dodgers. That was a tough day for me because mm. not only did the tide lose, the Dodgers lost to the mm. Padres. Well, um, so I've been watching a lot of sports. Uh, we're big chargers fans. So we watched Justin Herbert win last night against the Broncos Broncos. So I, I just, it's fall. I, I, we took our kid to the pumpkin patch. Like that's what we're doing. Like oh. I,
1: it's a good time of year. It was just a rough day, like for baseball fans, like in this area too, because the Braves lost on yeah. Saturday. It was, yeah. oh
0: my, it was just, yeah. ugh. We should have known something was up. Oh. That as soon as the Braves got just smoked, mm. like yeah, it, it was reminiscent, right? It
1: was reminiscent of that day in Lexington when Alabama lost to Kentucky in softball, and then we're like, well, we're gonna, we get to play UCLA in the Sweet Sixteen. <laughs> I'm sure it's gonna go great. And uh,
2: Uh, you know what else I have been keeping up with, sorry to interrupt you, but that has been going extremely well as Alabama women's soccer. Yes. Get, get it. I mean, to be number one right now. Heck yeah. I love it.
1: I've been the PA announcer for soccer for this is my 14th season and it's, I never thought I'd see the day. And I mean, the, just all the credit to coach Hart and, and that the staff and that team, what they put together this year uh my 14th season I've never been able to call a NCAA tournament game because you know you get to host uh until the final four uh Alabama's never been in that position I think they're gonna be in that position
0: it's almost locked up (laughs) like it's pretty (laughs) it's crazy it's an amazing situation to be in I also I frankly want to credit the Alabama administration for Believing in Coach Art and seeing it through because it, this took some time. Yeah. But we're seeing the fruits of the labor right now. It's an incredible story. And, you know, the Tide won on Sunday against Arkansas. Saturday wasn't all bad because Alabama mm-hmm. did win two fall ball softball games mm-hmm. against Georgia Tech, one nothing and four nothing. Lauren Essman, incredible all last week. Alabama had three games. She threw 10 innings, three hits. Didn't give up a run, one walk and six strikeouts. Lauren Esmond
1: pitching. Yeah, He's Lauren Esmond, wow. a pitcher. Yes.
0: Amazing. Uh-huh. Almost like that's why she was brought to Alabama. Uh-huh. Tom, anything else stick out for you from fall ball? Um,
1: I saw I thought the the freshmen when given the opportunity, you know, the hits were were a little bit few and far between overall. I thought there was really good pitching from both Georgia Tech and Alabama. Yeah. Uh, but I thought in a couple of uh, situations, a lot of the freshmen really came through in big spots for Alabama.
0: Yeah, Abby Dukesher in all three games. That includes the Wednesday tie against Jacksonville State. Three for six with a couple RBIs. Smacked a triple to left. Lauren Essman had a triple. We've seen Kristen White do well slapping. Bro, I know that that's something that you would love to hear. Uh, (laughs) What's the word like from the alumni standpoint ahead of Team 27 this year?
2: Uh, well, I mean, I keep in touch with Ryan. I'm Yuri all the time. So she's kind of my number one connection because she happens to be one of my best friends in the world. So we text and talk a lot. And, <laughs> you know, uh I think for me, that makes me really proud is she just like loves the team this year. And I think that says a lot. She enjoys going to practice every day. The kids want to work hard. They want to get better. And I think that's the number one thing that you want to see in the fall because fall is a grind. And if they have good attitudes now, I think that's only going to mean good things for the season when that comes. So from a, an alumni's perspective, it means almost more that they're buying into the culture piece of Alabama softball. And I'm hearing really, really good things in that camp so far.
0: I got that sense on Wednesday. It was probably one of, if not the only games I'll ever go to where I was in the dugout. And I got that vibe. I got that. They're all together. They're all friends. They all like each other. They all know what they're, they're going towards from interacting with the girls during the game. And I, you know, I'm very excited about what this team can do. We will present the full fall ball stats from all seven-ish games no, yes. once it is all done at the conclusion of fall ball and that leads us into one of our favorite segments which means we get to introduce the brand new audio drop oh here it is it's time for off the wall stop complaining when we win you know differentiating between facts and opinions people I've seen enough to know that I've seen too much. The conspiracy heard round the Facebook. Get your tinfoil hats out. Let
1: people enjoy things. First off, red pen, please. Please. I can't believe we're talking about it. It's so asinine. It's like I, I, I had a thesaurus out looking up ways to describe dumbassery. Don't
0: send novels to the coaching staff.
1: Parsicle, absolutely ridiculous.
0: I'm glad that we have Caleb Rowe here because we're going to talk about something that was just rampant all over the social media this week. Caleb, bro, I'm going to ask you a very simple question. What is the point of fall ball? In these games, what are you trying to accomplish?
2: You're just trying to get everybody some reps, throw people out on the field, get you some live at bats, kind of like simulate what it's like to play in a game, especially for the young freshmen. That's really it. Like there's not it's not a formal game. There's no, like everybody's mixed up the lineup. They're just throwing kids out there. Like you're just trying to get some experience on your belt in the fall. And I can tell you right now, a lot of the coaches like pre-negotiate like, okay, we're going to bat around. We're not going to have like substitution rules. Like we're going to play 10 innings. Like it, they're just, they're not real sure. games.
1: Right. It's just, it's just a chance to play somebody wearing a different uniform yeah. is really, is really all it is. We're, we're lucky. They, if they have uniform numbers. On. Yes.
0: <laughs> 12 Alabama people hit in the second game against Georgia Tech. Folks, there is a reason why these are not streamed. First off, there are other sports actually going on that have the priority over a softball scrimmage. You can come to the games, absolutely, but it's not necessary to bring the manpower to stream these that are essentially practice games. I know Oklahoma screwed this up a little bit because they're showing their Sooner series and all that, and all of a sudden everybody's saying, well, why are we doing that? it's because these games have no rhyme or reason. It would be very difficult to broadcast. And also I think this is just from a statistical standpoint and a strategic standpoint, bro, you can correct me if I'm wrong. If I'm a coach, I don't want film out yet, especially on some of these younger newer pitchers. Lauren Esmond is pitching incredible two teams in America now know what that looks like. Nobody else has a clue except for maybe Michigan. And that's another reason why there's no need to put these games on, on TV or streaming. We've, Ran into that with men's basketball as well. Men's basketball did a
1: European trip and none of those games were streamed or anything. And, and people were complaining because the SEC network actually showed some of, I think, Kentucky's and Auburn's and some other. Uh, but if I'm Nate Oates, I don't want people to see this team yet. Right. Uh, there's no reason to have more film out on people you know, before, this, before the season. So I, I have no problem at all with these things not being streamed or, or televised it's a practice game is, is all it is. I don't, I don't understand why the big clamor for the, you know, I, I, I understand wanting to come to watch the games mm-hmm. uh, because it's been a while since Bama softball has been on the field. You know, as a fan, I would love to come and see and watch it, but during football season, during basketball season, all this stuff going on, there, there's just really no need or no,
0: no reason for streaming. Right. Brody, you anything you'd like to add?
2: I mean, the best you could do is put a high home camera up and just let it play, and nobody wants to watch that either. So, no. <laughs> right?
1: Yeah, it, it, yeah. If that was happening, to be complaining about the quality of the streams, right. like, there's only. I mean, that, there at some point, there's just gonna be no pleasing people.
0: Yeah, it's almost like that's the point mm-hmm. of the off the wall segment. Yeah.
1: Again, it's the off season. I can't believe we have to do this segment. I really don't believe. I, I, it's really unbelievable to me. <laughs> Again, I'm going to have to get out that thesaurus for the dumbassery.
0: I love it. You're going to reference that so much this that's year, and I'm here for it. It's one of my favorite words. It's, it's, There's it's another, swell.
1: Another one we'll talk about during the movie, but that's- uh, Oh, that's
0: awesome. segue? No. Oh! Mm. Mm. Because I know that there are listeners out there saying, you know, we, we want to hear about the movie. Go to the movie. And to those people, I respond, as you wish. Along with special guest Caleb Rowe, my partner Tom Canterbury, I'm Gray Robertson. This is out of the box office, and this is the Princess Bride. To get to the main event, the Princess Bride, a cult classic, a cinematic masterpiece, and one of the favorite movies for both of my co-hosts today, Caleb Rowe and Tom Canterbury. Normally we start with the guest, but we're gonna start with Tom today. Because when we first announced this project, Tom said there are a couple movies I want to do, including and especially the Princess Bride. Tom, why is this movie important to you?
1: Uh, it's just it was one of those movies. You know, when you're a kid, there are certain movies that you... Back back in my day when we had VHS tapes. But Not this again. Yes. Uh, that you just watched over and over and over again. Princess Bride was one of those movies for me. And, and it, is, it is timeless. It, it it holds up so well moving forward. Uh, if you look... Again, this is a audio medium, but in visual, visual form. My shirt today uh, is a shirt that my wife got me. One of my favorite uh gift she's ever given me it says the classic blunders uh number one never get involved in a land war in asia and then number two never go against the sicilian when death is on the line (laughs) Uh, it's just i so quotable you could just you could slide it into almost any situation it's so great just it is almost the perfect movie
0: Ooh, that's i like that bro (laughs) you came on and as soon as the zoom popped up you said you were so excited to talk about this film Why do you love The Princess Bride?
2: Yeah, for all the same reasons Tom just said. It's nostalgic for me. Like, I want to watch it when I'm sick, just like the kid does. Like, when he's sitting in bed listening to the story from his grandfather, like, I want to watch it on on my couch, curled up on, like, a cold afternoon in the fall. Like, it just made me really happy when I watched it because I watched it yesterday. Um, I think the writing is just phenomenal. It's almost perfectly cast. Every character, I feel like, is, like, the perfect role for them. And uh, I think it's a story that's so pure it's about true love but it's also about you know um a little bit fantastical there's satire there's comedy but there's all these also these serious parts so it kind of brings together like so many different genres of movie and it makes it into this short it's not very long either like I can appreciate that it doesn't like There's not scenes that are too long or too drawn out. It's compact. It's beautifully done. And like, it it just brings me joy when I watch it. So that's, I mean, there's a million other (laughs) reasons that I
0: like. It's a very tight hour and 39 minutes. And a lot of the other movies we've done for this series have been quite hefty. We've Mm -hmm. had to spread them out for many days. This is one where you just sit, you watch, and frankly, you feel the urge to press the restart button and watch it again once it's done. Because it's so fun to watch. It's Mm -hmm. so quick. uh, And there's always something here or there that you pick up or that makes an impression on you the subsequent times you've seen it after that first time. I'm curious, where is this on the pantheon of first movies to introduce to Sweet Baby Dylan?
2: Oh, I mean, this will be up there. Like for me, like I am all my husband makes fun of me, but. I'm into like nostalgic movies, like The Sandlot's probably my all-time favorite movie. And uh, like for the same reason I like The Sandlot or like Hook, Hook is one of my all-time, it just brings me back to a place of like joy, popping in the the VHS and watching it over and over again, like on road trips or whatever it is. Like that's what The Princess Bride is for me. But I found it a little bit later. So those ones were like youth. I found this uh, Princess Bride in in middle school, I think. And it kind of like blew me away. So this will be, I mean- when I was watching yesterday, I like put her on the couch next to me. She's one. So she doesn't have the attention span. She's like, no, right. she, just, she walked right. She away, didn't but... turn
0: and look at you and say inconceivable. <laughs> 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 Tom, I know your daughters probably saw this at a pretty early age. Oh, yeah.
1: This was one of the first movies that, that we all kind of watched together. Uh, and the fact that it's now on Disney Plus. it's like when I, I turned it on, you know, because we have it on DVD, Blu-ray, everything. But uh, when we I turned it on, uh, I noticed it was like, it had to be resumed so someone had been watching it just you know just at you know random time so i'm glad that it's something it is one of those movies if you know something if only have 45 minutes you can watch half of it and then come back to it later you know it's not it's not like i I have to carve out the entire hour and a half you can you can do it you can do it in in uh, different
0: times if needed i wonder if we had that data from disney plus you know what classic movies are most watched i bet that would be up there i would think so you know because we'll we'll dive into it in a little bit but this wasn't a movie that just struck gold immediately it it grew in popularity which made it a cult classic and that kind of leads us into some of the basic information for the princess bride released september 25th 1987 directed by rob reiner here is what i'm calling the reiner run 1986 stand by me oh so good so good if we want to do one an out of the box on that one that i'm all for it i'm here for it 87 the princess bride 89 when harry met sally the best rom-com ever it's definitely in the conversation it's up there misery 90 mm-hmm. another great stephen king adaptation a few good men 92 also fun fact i didn't know this he directed ghost of mississippi uh, that was the movie that my parents were attending when my mom went into labor with me. Oh, so, well, there you fun go. Fun times had by all. How about that? <laughs> I'm sure that was a great theatrical experience. <laughs> <laughs> William Goldman wrote it. He also wrote the book that the screenplay is based on. And the cast is, bro, as you mentioned, as perfect as it oh, gets. Man. Terry <laughs> Elwes, Mandy Patinkin, Chris Sarandon, Christopher Guest, Wallace Shawn, Andre Vigiant, Tom, I know you've got a lot of notes about him coming up. I do. Fred Savage, Robin Wright. Bro, it's perfect.
2: It really is. Like, I, as I was watching it, I was like, because not to get ahead of this thing, but mm. you know, part of <laughs> our little rundown over here is, you know, who would you like cast? And I was going through my head. I'm like, I wouldn't recast anyone, but they're no. all perfect. Like they're just, it's beautifully done. And uh, that happens very rarely in a movie. And so I, I just, I mean, their sincerity, I think it's just so pure in every single character. They just are meant to play those roles absolutely
1: and interesting note as well in those in the uh, reiner run you could certainly make the case stand by me and misery and along with shawshank redemption are the best stephen king adaptations that there have ever been because you know some of the, sometimes it does, doesn't translate very well yeah because i've read almost all of stephen king stuff and it's you know it, so much it's a of real his, hit or miss it is and so much of his stuff you know he has the um he has the reputation about you know the this the scare the horror and the gore but some of so much of his stuff is mental and, and mind. And that doesn't always translate so well uh, onto movies. But uh, to be able to to uh, adapt those so well, he's a tremendous job.
0: Yeah. And as well, you know, to bring the Princess Bride together, because William Goldman had this optioned in 73. Yeah. And it never got made by 20th Century Fox. And now here we are 15 years later. Princess Bride comes out 98 percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Very high budget of 16 million box office collection of 30.9 million a smidge lower than the last movie we did which was titanic Mm. (laughs) but as we talked about this is a movie that just grew in the public's estimation many many years after it came out right
1: yeah this is you know and i think we've done some others Uh, greatest showman i think was like that where you know it it did it didn't hit immediately but it's one of those things once people started seeing it and it it kind of went by word of mouth this is also around the time HBO really started going and I I, because that tape that I talked about was something we actually taped it off of HBO and watched it and I watched it that way so it was one of those I think it seems to be one of those movies that really was helped
0: out by HBO blockbuster those type of things. People who auditioned for Buttercup. Y'all ready? Uma Thurman, Meg Ryan, Courtney Cox, Sean Young. I don't know who that is. Susie Amos who also played the granddaughter in Titanic. No. (laughs) Alexandra Paul and Whoopi Goldberg. The story goes that Robin Wright came to Goldman's house. They opened the door, and he was like, "You," and that's that's how they picked her. And I I can't disagree with the casting there.
1: And it was introducing Robin Wright. That was her first movie.
0: Yeah. And she's had some others since. She is very good. Yes. (laughs) Danny DeVito was considered for Vizzini. Liam Neeson auditioned for Fezic. Bro, can you imagine mm. Liam Neeson mm. as the giant? No.
2: No, I can't. You're like, what is what's the take-in line? Um i very specific set of skills.
0: <laughs> Particular <laughs> set of skills. One,
1: one of them is throwing is throwing this rock, which is not very yeah. sportsmanlike.
0: <laughs> Turned down due to height. Mm. That is fair. Yeah.
1: yeah, I was so he won seven foot one. No.
0: Right. <laughs> it's, it's <not laughs> right. Uh shot around parts of England and Ireland, including the cliffs of Moore where they shot the close of Insanity, which I've been to, and it, I didn't recognize it initially, oh. so that's on me. My bad. Uh, Carrie Elwis, Mandy Patinkin learned to fence with both their left and right hands. Good. That's what they should have. Good for you. Yes. And uh, again, we talked about this growing in estimation. Wallace Shawn said he, quote, had it worse than anybody else in the cast, because anytime he did literally anything wrong, dropping his keys, any small error, people would yell at him, inconceivable. Oh, Ouch. <laughs> so that's fun mm. that's fun for him <laughs> and also uh to back up tom's constant point that awards are dumb, nothing oh, for the princess oh. bride i found like a saturn award nomination for robin wright <laughs> and that was the best we got mm.
1: Now, i mean 87 was a pretty good mo- pretty good movie, year. Was a good movie year. but
0: yeah Some- somebody somebody yeah. should have won something Cin- cinematography yeah literally anything anything Shall we dive into the segments? Yes. Okay. I'm excited, bro. We will start with you. You teased it a little bit. Memory lane. Where were you when you first saw this movie?
2: Yeah, I was at a childhood friend's house in middle school, and uh, we always watched movies together. And she just had like her parents, whatever her family were, just super into movies, so they had a large collection. And I remember, like, we've watched—I watched hundreds of movies at this girl's house, probably—and this one stands out more than any other one. I remember like her little bonus room upstairs. We popped it in. It was like the middle of the day. We were studying for finals. And in between our studying for finals in middle school, we literally like popped in Princess Bride. And I laughed, like I was moved. I thought it was like just like I, my heart, like, I was like, oh my gosh, I, it is true love. <laughs> <laughs> like I felt all the things, even as like a middle schooler, I just like knew that this was like something special. So that's where I was. I'm being really dramatic. Yeah. Like I love no, this. Movie yeah. though, so.
0: <laughs> no, that's, that's what we want. That's why we've all gathered together. <laughs> Speak from your heart, bro. <laughs> I
1: I don't think I went to the theater to see it, but really wanted to see it because you know, big wrestling fan, even when I was seven years old in 1987. The
0: more things change, the right. more they stay the, more the they same. more they stay the same,
1: indeed. Uh, so I knew I'm Andre the Giant was in this movie, so I was like, well, we got to see Princess Bride. And the, one of the things about it was Andre, unfortunately, like, for his, his peak as far as, you know, his physical peak and what he had been able to do wrestling-wise was probably in the 70s to early 80s. But he got his most famous in 1987 he had the princess bride and also that was the year of wrestlemania 3 when he turned on hulk hogan and they ended up having what is still considered the biggest wrestlemania main event of all time Mm -hmm. wrestlemania 3 in the pontiac silver silver dome andre the giant against hulk hogan so it was kind of one of those things where i my seven-year-old mind was was kind of trying to figure this out andre's a bad guy but then he's so lovable as (laughs) Fezzik. But he's a bad guy but he so it's like so it was it, it was tough as far as that went but as as i got older I, I realized what was going on and uh but it but so good and that's that's why i originally wanted to see it but then watching it fell in love with the movie and like i said it was one of those that you know i probably watched at least once a month if not more than that
0: You're for like, a long time why is this guy rhyming so
1: much what is <laughs> going <rhyming? laughs> And another thing too, Andre, his, he's legitimately from Grenoble and the French Alps. He's from France. His English isn't great. You know, what, the fact that he was able to convey so much in sometimes broken English and, mm-hmm. you know, all that time. And he was in a lot of pain. His back was really hurting him at that time. The the disease that he had that made him so big, the gigantism was starting to really wreak havoc on his body, even at this time. But he was, you know, was able to do so much. And you know, he didn't really have a lot of other acting credits in his career, uh, but you know, if you're going to have one big one, this is a great one to have.
0: Not too shabby. Yeah. He became a part of one of the classic movies of all time, a movie that became a staple in schools, which is where I first saw it. This mm. was a 8th grade Helen Pruitt, Christmas break is coming up, we're putting in The Princess Bride. There you and go. we watched it over two days, which you could do because this movie's pretty short. And I was like, oh, this is really funny. Huh, how about that? And then I just kept finding it at different times. And now you're right, Tom, now that it's on Disney Plus, it's such an easy go back and Mm rewatch. And I I very vividly remember Helen Pruitt's class. She gave everybody peppermints and then we watched The Princess (laughs) Bride*. And thank you to Pru for putting that on TV. The Rhodes House Award for Best Scene, which full scene stands out in the movie, Again, Tom, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn to you first because I know that this in quotes you've mm. probably got 95 pages prepared. Yeah.
1: yeah, for the quote segment, I'm just gonna quote the entire movie. Okay, is my great. plan. Uh, so no, this is go. an
0: hour and 39 minute podcast.
1: <laughs> uh, There's so many to choose from. I think if I had to pick just one scene, it would be the sword fight at the top of the cliffs of insanity
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh, because I the interplay between Wesley and Inigo, and then you know the great choreography and stagecraft of the actual fencing scene. It's so great. It's so, I mean, they, you know, even before the uh, the sword fight starts, them negotiating him, throwing down the rope to, to pull him up, him taking his boot off and the big rocks falling out of it. I mean, all of it is so good.
0: Like I mean, th- that whole thing. Uh, so I think that would have to be my favorite scene, but there, there are so many others. There are a lot of contenders, bro. Yeah. I saw you nodding.
2: Uh, I wrote down the same thing. And uh, one of my favorite things for all, like all the other, obviously all of what you mentioned already. But I love that Anigo tells us his backstory right there. Like he like humanizes him. You just think he's like some guy. and all of a sudden, like he's a person that's like on a mission. He's just trying to do so, and they like bond through that, and they're like friends. And then yeah. they go on by. it's just it's kind of like beautiful <laughs> and silly. and uh, and then obviously the left-handed thing is just like brilliant because it's like well i'm not left-handed either like
0: it's, <laughs> it's, the it's is great it's, right
3: uh, it's
2: perfectly done i think my second favorite scene might be um the uh the scene where vizzini and wesley are sitting and negotiating um and discussing which cup the boys yeah. the battle
1: in. the battle of wits, is, battle of wits yeah. yes. yes uh them them going down to the to the um to the dungeon finding you know him him having his father you know guide his sword to find the the hidden knot you know the the whole the whole scene with Miracle Max yeah uh, oh my gosh so we will get to Miracle Max but uh, Mandy Patinkin bruised his ribs holding back laughter during the filming of that because Billy Crystal just had them all rolling oh my gosh uh, so good
0: the billy crystal rob reiner connection very mm-hmm. strong very strong across movie. multiple movies yes. i also had written down uh just from a dramatic standpoint the argument between wesley and buttercup uh right before she figures out that it's wesley yeah i i love that scene i think that's really strong and of course my name is Enigo montoya you, you kill, kill my, my father prepare to, to die. die yes very very good. I have questions about his durability. He survived a lot. That's, but that's, good. that's coming up later. Good for him. Yes. We will get to that. Next up, the Go! Award for Best Moment. What small moment stands out in the movie? What makes a hair raise back raise up on the back of your neck I've got a couple. I love the rope shots as they climb the ropes up the Cliffs of Moore. I love, I think it's hilarious when they fall down the hill for like a good 20 seconds. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh no. I love the payoff, the close-up zoom during the wedding. You go through the crowd. You get right up to the priest. It settles, and you hear, Mowage! (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. And then it's like two seconds. I love when Buttercup tells the king, I'm going to kill myself. And he goes, that's great. She touched me. (laughs) Won't that be nice?
2: She kissed me.
0: (laughs) Bro, what do you got?
2: Um, I had uh actually that scene um when they're on the top of the hill and she's like it gets really serious for a second. And she's like, I died that day. Like that little one, it makes the hair stand up because she was Robin Wright, phenomenal actress, right? In that point, it was like, oh, this this chick's got it. Um that one made the hair stand up on the back of my neck. I one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie is when uh buttercup is dreaming and the lady yells boo at her um that like little tiny thing <laughs> like not expect i like died laughing <laughs> i watched it so like that one stands out to me and then last like i don't know if this is like the cinematic like drama of the moment but when they pull out of the sand um and like breathe for the first time like you're like Ugh! like you feel that breath too
0: <laughs> that's a cool scene i don't oh, really yeah. know how they did that i'm like fell through the sand. Yeah. i don't know that was very very cool yeah I approve,
1: (laughs) Tom. Uh, The the two that I had written down were, uh, you know, Inigo finally catching up with Ruben and of course saying the line. And not necessarily the falling down the hill for for 20 seconds, but like (laughs) her realization after he goes, as you wish, going like her realize, oh my gosh, that's Wesley, which he he was just wearing a mask. I would maybe figure it out. Oh, we're going to get to that. Yeah, I have notes, but yes. Uh, so that one is fun. And uh, there's so many others. Like, I like the after uh, they come out of the fire swamp and Buttercup thinks that she saved him. And then so it's just him and, and Count Reuben and all the guards. And he says, uh, we are men of action. Lives do not become us. Mm. And, oh, you have six fingers on your right hand. Someone was looking for you. Boom, just knocks him out.
0: Like that little scene, fun stuff. It's a good exchange. It is. Lot of lot of great go moments yes. from this movie. <laughs> for me, there is only one nominee for the Allison Habits Herman Boone Run Through a Wall Award. Which character makes you want to run through a wall for them because of what they do or because of just who they are? I picked Anigo Montoya. Mm. Bro, what you got?
2: I picked Wesley in this one. Like okay. just because, like I, I gotta save a Anigo for me is something different. So, you know, again, no spoilers, but it's just different. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Um, That is what we call a tease in the business, folks.
2: I I think Wesley, just like whatever he does, like he survives death, like he survives the machine and Mm -hmm. he like fights in every single capacity, like limp body to try and get Buttercup back. I I just, that's, that's pure love right there.
1: Thank goodness he was only mostly dead. Mostly Mostly dead. Right. Right. Yes.
0: That's how it works. (laughs) (laughs) Because
1: I'm I'm totally dead. You just go through his. Just pockets look for loose change. Uh, my, my, I, I picked two. I, I said Fezzik and Inigo because I think they're like a buddy cop movie. Like they're, they're mm-hmm. like, you know, they're, they feed off each other so much. You know, Inigo, you feel his pain. You, you're rooting for him. And Fezzik, you know, he's so innocent, but at the same time, he's seven foot one, 400 pounds. And like the, the scene in uh, the Thieves Forest when, uh, w- when they find each other, and Indigo kind of just has his hand inside Fezzik's hand, and he's like, "Oh, oh!" Because he realizes that his hand is so much bigger. That like <laughs> there's only one person this could be. Uh, and then he, him taking great care of nursing his friend back to health, just him put putting him in the hot and cold water back and forth. So good stuff. We've all
0: been there. Yeah, oh,
1: sure. <laughs> like is, again, is this Athens? I didn't know. Oh my god! Somewhere Nathan Jean is laughing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, yes next up the gold mines things that to this day still look cool that we still love from the movie tiny details big things bro you go first
2: okay um i think that obviously the writing still holds true it's like a simplistic movie and there's not any joke or anything that doesn't Carry over, Like, I think it's just, it's funny because it's well-written. I think that the costumes actually aren't that bad. Like, I think the costumes hold to this day. It reflects the tone and nature of the movie. Like, there's nothing that, like, feels silly or, like, goofy. It just feels how they should look. So um, those, for me, are, like, two things that stand out. Um, I mean, it is what it is. It's, like, just... I don't know go ahead most guys. of the
0: movie is a gold mine time right. I know you've got lots of yeah things.
1: that's what I was gonna say I mean there's really there's there's so much uh, I mean all of it is a gold mine but um, just the timelessness of the lines the characters uh, one thing that I really liked was the storytelling device of the grandfather I've got that you down. know uh, telling the story and you know how it would interplay going back and forth you know Fred Fred Savage Peter Falk uh, wow what 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 a combo
0: fred savage
1: right man. and and i love that it's just nailed it, nailed it. <laughs> yes and i love like the beginning of the ending of the movie is just you know fade up on him sitting you know sitting there playing a you know an 80s video game and then you know fade out at the end you know the grandfather came and tell him a story he felt better it, it kind of
0: added an extra warmth to the story i thought yeah that uh, was really well done I like that. Do you yeah. anything else goldmans? No. Go. All right, here we go. Gray's usual list. Uh the grandsons, Walter Payton Jersey. Ooh, yes. Love that. Fun fact. Walter Payton's mother used to babysit me. What? real thing. Wow. When I was like under 2. I have no memory. Ma- Mama sweetness. <laughs> I was yes. Wow. I don't know why. Um but that is a real thing. <laughs> all the names buttercup a, a ludicrous name that they somehow make not a complete joke in this movie yeah. humperdink westley West. not Wesley, yeah. westley right yes just great stuff you mentioned the story format human courtesy waiting for the fight i love that let's bring that back mm. let's get some more of that in the world not to not to you know go real broad here yes uh, the choreography in the sword fight mask clairvoyance oh that was on one of my lines all right well i'm gonna steal it now do it yes when talking to wesley someone mentions his man who is it an ego no it's during the fight it's him fighting okay and uh and wesley says i think everyone will be wearing them in the future Mm. that was accurate two years (laughs) uh two-year retirement plans for wesley he was going to be the dread pirate roberts for two years and then handed off somebody that's great great right you do you two years that's awesome bang bang bong um, miracle max and valerie we will get to them and the uh mao edge guy being credited as the impressive clergyman right just and and the song at the end of the movie <laughs> our love
1: is like a storybook story This <laughs> as real as the feelings i feel I mean, you know, it it, it it all fits so well. It does, and I think that that song it kind of just showed this movie not taking
0: itself too seriously. No, that's right. Which I appreciate. That's why I don't have a lot of landmines, just, right, bro? Do you have anything?
2: No, not really. Like I, I, I don't like. Like, even you're not really bothered by like some of like you can kind of see like some of the backdrops aren't real or like right. it doesn't even bother me. I'm not even like worried about it because I like, mean obviously we have like CGI now, but I like that it feels real. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's you a can fairy tale. see the seams in some areas and you don't right. care. Right. Yeah, it's a fairy tale. You know,
1: just a couple of things uh, you mentioned it. You know, Indigo takes a knife to the stomach, uh, and then a sword to the sh- both shoulders,
0: and seems okay. You know <laughs> he, he stumbles once right. and you're like oh no and right. then he gets stronger yeah and then you are like wow you know he found the energy to win that fight and then he leaps out a window and land and it's a whole <laughs> right. it seems it's a whole great. thing. Yeah everything's fine. <laughs> uh
2: like Wesley falling too with his head and like you know body oh. control. Well right. <laughs> how how
0: how did he get to Buttercup's you know room you know but when it, they it, go down the hill wesley and buttercup both 1000 percent in concussion protocol there's no way that yeah. roughing the passer is called
1: <laughs> even in knoxville they had called it but no <laughs> uh yeah
0: um you're thinking of pi time oh sorry yes
1: both of those um the, the fire on fezik in the as you know with the wheelbarrow and the cloak, cloak being the dread pirate roberts there's a couple times when it goes back and forth. He's entirely engulfed by fire. The other times he's not, and then you could tell it's not not a person inside <laughs> That's there. It's not a thing, right? But yeah. Uh, and then um, let's see if there's any others. When they're on the wall, you know, looking, and they say that there's 60 men, and they're you know they're trying to recoup, uh, trying to feed him the the miracle pill. They're hiding. And then they just kind of get up and, and leave, and like, eh, we're not hiding anymore.
2: I thought the same thing. Like, okay,
1: good. Okay, good. I'm glad. I thought
2: I I... The same thing. I was like, why were they hiding before? Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> which, which is why I'm glad I watched, because I've, you know, I've watched this hundreds of times, probably. Never really thought about that until this time, this rewatch. So, but the, the, those type of things are almost like, ha! You just gotta laugh about them.
0: It's like you're not, they you're are. not mad about it. That's why we do out of the box office, so we can right. take a closer eye. On, on some of these films. I've got a couple. Uh, Andre the Giant, yes. when they first kidnap Buttercup, it's like a face touch and then she passes out. For like two seconds, it's like a, you'll be in my heart moment. It's a Vulcan neck pinch type yeah. thing. Yeah. Is, is that? Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, I don't a know.
2: secret, secret uh, stun technique. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll, g- I'll give Andre the Giant the benefit of it. Right, yes. Australia? Just catching strays in the movie. The line, "They're peopled with criminals."
1: <laughs> Iodine powder from Australia. I also liked how they interwove in like real places with the the, the, the fairy tale places because yeah. uh, you know they talked about uh, Fezic was unemployed in Greenland. Yes, oh, we're getting to Can't that, right? <laughs> so what?
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Florin and Gilder are just part of this world. That also has greenland spain and australia
0: yeah
1: people people with criminals just uh, true i mean it started as a penal colony
0: i mean yeah, i'm
3: not
0: <laughs> wesley's man ponytail i'm just anti mm. man po- man ponies i'm i about you back. i would have I cut it badass i would have I
2: know it i think it's it fits him like you need it that's he's the dread pirate roberts yeah. like he, he's have his hair down I don't, was, I
1: don't No, <laughs> no, no one. yeah no, no one no one would surrender to the dread pirate Wesley <laughs>
2: that's
0: true yes um I don't know I'm just I'm just sure some oh, yeah, yeah. anti-man buns okay anti-man okay. tails or whatever it, it. and uh the giant possum monsters uh I just you know not fun for me to look at they're kind of they're, they're a little scary I'm not gonna lie even now rodents of unusual size i don't think they exist yeah (laughs) oh no you go to australia you never
1: know what you're gonna run into also there were two of them and then only one of them attacked him
0: yeah the other one was like you got this bro yeah (laughs) i'll wait (laughs) speaking of bro bro you're up next the jj smith unsung hero award which minor character steals the movie in a scene
2: well um I'm going to go with a second tier minor because the minor characters that steal the scene, it's obvious it's Miracle Max and his wife. Um, But for me, I think the albino is a great character. And even if it's just the little scene where he comes on and he's like, you know, like, and then he's like, "Ah, actually, and he's like a normal person, like that just, completely like blows your mind in that one po- moment and like i remembered that character in that scene so well because of that specific little thing that he does and he's just like cleaning up leslie like normal and just like a normal dude living in the like you know torturous- despair
1: yeah.
3: yeah
2: yeah so that kind of like that was my like out of the box a little bit like mm. character that like stuck with me since the first time i watched the movie
0: Thank you for the plug.
1: Yeah, Tom. I I love that his that the actor was Mel Smith, who I've never heard of and never seen anything else. But ever. he, yeah, it ever. But yeah, I love that. Uh, I counted uh, Vizini as a minor character uh, and picked him. Sean, he's only in like five minutes, right? Yeah, Sean Wallace. That's so true.
2: I didn't think about that. I think of him as a major character, yeah. right?
1: But so good. I mean, he's so good. He's in Young Sheldon right now. He's hilarious in that. Just like again, you talked about the the battle of wits scene so good and he's right he can't choose the wine in front of him or in front of wesley you know when he comes down to it he's actually correct uh on that um the right ha- has the frustration he gets in the rhyming little scene <laughs> ah! Ah! no more rhymes now i mean it anybody want a peanut ah! and the, the closed captioning just says <laughs> vizzini grunts and then it's like, <laughs> ah! but why do you keep looking back you know, when, he, when he's talking to Indigo, it's almost over out of, out of curiosity. Why do you ask? <laughs> <laughs> well, I just
0: look back and something is there. What? Oh <laughs> uh, Yeah. Well, shot. I, so good. I'm going to mention him. He's really very big award later. My JJ Smith unsung hero award goes to Miracle Max and Valerie. Yes. Um, they are the Paige Lowry of this situation coming out of the pen for the seventh inning and throwing 75. Rise ball, rise ball, rise ball, rise ball, Like incredible. Oh, gosh, so the fact good. that they improv so much of it. The fact that all of this has gone with like a you know fairy tale renaissance theme and they came in like some people from Jersey. <laughs> Carol Kane is basically her character from uh from Kimmy Schmidt. On yes. it's, it's it's so good. It's yeah. it's a
1: perfect three minutes. Right. Yeah. This was, if you had gotten like 15 minutes of Miracle Max too much too much you got yeah the perfect amount you know have fun storming the castle you think it'll work it would take a miracle is just a perfect line and and is one of those lines that you can say in any situation and it pretty much fits that's right yeah oh so good sure we'll yeah, even
2: like here. just like their little stuff too they like make the you know covered in chocolate so it goes down easier and they're like yeah. swimming after an hour and yeah. they're like
1: you should, don't go
0: swimming for an hour yeah yeah, yeah. A, good, a good hour <laughs> a good hour
1: yes oh my gosh
0: so good It's the moment everyone's been waiting for. Oh, man. It's time for the I'm on it. Quote of the movie award. Caleb, bro, you start us off.
2: Oh, man. Okay, there's so many good, I mean, there's so many good quotes. That's what's really hard. So I'm going to go with a subtle quote that I like, and it's because it, like, stands out to me and it like makes me chuckle every single time I hear it and it's when they're in the fire swamp and Wesley says I'm not saying I want to build a summer home here but the trees are quite nice (laughs) (laughs) like you just literally like got you know on fire fell into a bit of like a pit of sand and there's ROEs everywhere and that's what you say (laughs) like that's like one of the most subtle like funny lines to me personally but I think pretty much everything Vizzini says is like Mm. quotable um i think there's just so many good stuff there's so many good i also really like it when uh the prince is uh talking to um a six-fingered man and he's like i've got a wedding to plan a wife to murder a right. to frame for it and he goes off and on it's yeah. like changing all this stuff
1: i'm, I'm swamped yeah. <laughs> so he, he can't come watch him work yeah sometimes i also love that the count's name is tyrone <laughs> yeah <laughs>
2: Yeah, um, but I mean, yeah, those are like my subtle ones because you have all the like uber sure. famous ones like My Name is Neo Montoya, Inconceivable, whatever, whatever. Okay. Those those ones stood out to me as kind of just these the subtle, subtle ones.
0: Well, bro, this is something that you know as well, because I, on the radio, I'm the analyst, on TV, you're the analyst. I'm going to do something called Layout. I'm gonna lay out for Tom. Tom, take it. Your <laughs> yes. quotes from this movie.
1: As as I now just quote the entire movie for you. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I'm with you, Kayla. Uh, Kayla. It's like you're. It's not the the world famous quotes. You know, hello, my name is Ningo Montoya. You killed my father, prepared to die. Inconceivable. Those are really easy. But there's so many good, subtle, really funny quotes. Uh, and we'll go with those. Who are you? No one of consequence. I must know. Get used to disappointment okay <laughs> so one, and he goes, oh, okay and it'll get back to fighting why do you wear a mask were you burned by acid or something like that no they're just terribly comfortable in fact i think everyone will be wearing them in the future as soon as like jennifer and i gasped yeah that, we're like, oh that's going i paused
0: down. it and rewound it was I ready to get this word <laughs> for word
1: exactly uh you seem a decent fellow i hate to kill you you seem a decent fellow i hate to die <laughs> before, before that you mean we just try to kill each other like civilized people yes <laughs> I don't envy you the he- headache you'll have when you awake, but for now, sleep well and dream of large women.
0: This movie is so <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> there's, a,
1: there's, there's a shortage of perfect breasts in the world. It'd be a pity to damage yours. <laughs> and then the, my, my shirt, you fell for one of the classic blunders. The first is never get involved in a land war in Asia, but only slightly less well known as this, Never go in against a Sicilian when death is on the line. Laugh four times, fall over dead. Uh, when they're going along, uh, no longer hiding on the wall. Indigo, I hope we win.
2: I, <laughs> I also, we win. also like, sorry to interrupt you. No, one friends, does anybody want a peanut? <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> I don't think he means any harm. <laughs> He's really, really short on charm. You have a great gift of am. Yes, some of the time. Oh, so good. Uh, uh, when they're in the, uh, when they hear uh, Wesley screaming and they're in the in the village and they're trying to get through, then all of a sudden, says, "Hey, everybody, move!" They you know, everybody does, and they are able to go through. Uh, Goodbye, boys. Have fun storming the castle. Think it'll work? It would take a miracle. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, give us the gate key. I have no gate key fezzik tear his arms off oh you mean this geeky <laughs> that was very i love that one <laughs> the, the the grandson see did not i tell you she never married that rotten humper nink yes yes you're very smart shut up that's all mine. <laughs> i don't have any left keep so, going keep sorry. going um i'll call the brute squad i'm on the brute squad you are the brute squad okay that, that's, that's, that, that's my list yes that's
0: a incredible I. <laughs> I had, I had never caught it before, or I guess, I don't know, because it's it's not really a part of the actual action going on. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're very smart. Shut up. Oh, that's so relatable. Oh, there gosh. are so many times I want to comment that back on Facebook when then mm. read people commenting about Alabama softball.
1: Try, try being a substitute teacher.
0: Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then we mentioned it earlier. I, I just, again, shouted out, unemployed in Greenland? Just... <laughs> ridiculous Uh, (laughs) just just ridiculous oh so oh my gosh Uh, we skipped one so i'm gonna back it up Uh oh pinch hitter who would you have liked to see in the movie as one of the main characters i will start i don't know where we put him let's throw steve martin in there Mm. i don't know where we put him He's Steve had, Martin can be a Billy Crystal-esque right. bit part. A totally different character. Yes. Like a new
1: character. Somebody, We're somebody, not replacing
0: anyone. No, he could be 30 seconds. Right. 30 seconds of Steve Martin would have made this movie even better. So this
1: is actually the fall ball, just 10th batter we can yeah, throw exactly. at any point. <laughs> uh,
0: Callie Evelyn, you're yeah, batting you're now. You're in. Let's okay. go.
1: Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, I, I would I said Chris Sarandon, his Prince Humperdinck, and Billy Zane's Cal from Titanic very interchangeable so I think you could have just put those back and forth uh you know since we we just watched that but I was like kind of got the same vibe that we got Mm -hmm. from Cal swarmy son of a gun like even before he told us you kind of knew he was he was the bad guy um never really was like yeah you go get him Humperdinck there was never a point where I was like you know I think the sprint Humperdinck's a good guy uh so I think you could you know Billy Zane could do that Mm -hmm. in that same way bro
2: i don't think i have i didn't like write anybody down i gotta be really honest with you guys like i i don't know this is a tough question maybe come back to me i'll think about it okay i'll, I'll think about it
0: keep that in mind let's get a meme generator the best meme from the movie mm. tom
1: two of them come really quickly in succession i think when Fezit goes and knocks down the door and then does the motion you know, go on in for indigo yes. to follow the count is there and then him coming back and, and Wesley's gone and just kind of him looking around and you know point like I know I left him here he can't move how is he not here uh I, I think those memes would work very well
2: um my meme and this is like my personal one of my personal favorites to use all the time is when Vizzini yells I'm waiting <laughs> and I like say that out loud all the time. it's like a real life meme for me too <laughs> um that's what i i want to use like if you know if we're running late i'm waiting yeah.
0: <laughs> i i can't believe i never got that text during the world games <laughs> i i'm a uh, inconceivable that's sure it's a classic yeah it's, absolutely again something else we can use to a lot of the people who comment on things mm-hmm. about softball right the transfer portal award different movie you'd like to see the main character in or spin-off ideas for a main character i'm going first i feel so proud of this Ooh. We all recognize that Humperdinck is an excellent tracker. Let's put him in Criminal Minds with Mandy Patinkin. Oh, wow. Right there. He can track a falcon on a cold day. He can put him in the BAU. We would have found the Boston Reaper four seasons ago. (laughs) Humperdinck in Criminal Minds. That's what I want bro (laughs) like it
2: okay well my spinoff idea is like i want to see inigo montoya as the dread pirate roberts like give me that like i'll I'll take that like Mm. that's a great movie like please spin off let's make one of those i could even do like a prequel of wesley becoming their dread pirate roberts like that'd be cool too if they want to do like a remake of or not a remake but like a i don't know a refresh of (laughs) is it weird that they've (laughs)
0: never done that yeah. There's never remade it. They've never done a spinoff, a sequel, mm-hmm. nothing yeah. like that.
1: It's well, I mean, I think there would be a lot of, you know, pushback. I don't think people want yeah. it. I think you don't want to, you don't want to mess with what we got. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of people. I'm not one of these people. There's a lot of people that love the Christmas story and they're doing a new Christmas story. And there are a lot of people that are like, no. Uh, so there, I mean, there's a lot of different, you know, I, I agree. I, I think, you know, finding out, you know how the drip. Also, we're kind of okay with Wesley just killing people as 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 a pirate. Is yes. maybe he's a nice pirate? Maybe he just tells people, "Say that I killed you" or something. I don't know. But you know, we were everybody was okay with that. Didn't ever seem to come. Nobody up had any issue. questions. Yeah, that
0: might come up and off the wall.
1: Okay, all right, there
0: you go. Tom, what was your uh, um, transfer portal award?
1: Well, it was kind of along the same lines. You know what what you know the pirate ship revenge. You could a lot do a lot of stuff with that because indigo become the dread pirate uh how you know the, the story of wesley somehow not getting killed and becoming the Dread pirate robbers i think that would be a great story
0: yeah i like that if they actually you know we won't dive into that And instead we'll dive into off the wall <laughs> little details we still have questions about caleb Bro, as you did so many times lead us off
2: i mean obviously like the biggest one is the the mask and how Buttercup cannot understand that that is Wesley. She, she, describes so she
1: describes his eyes,
2: eyes, and she's looking right at him. And Awful, it's
0: like, yeah. Oh,
2: like they were the smartest. A, they were part we of that her. One. Yeah, <laughs> no,
0: I mean, she literally says his eyes are blue, like yada yada, and they yeah. zoom yeah. in on his eyes. Yes. Oh, Buttercup. Yeah. Build me up, sweetie. Mm. All right that's Bro.
2: like number one that still haunts me because i'll still watch that and be like come on man you gotta know
0: <laughs> i feel uh, like a lot of those mask situations it wouldn't be hard right to figure out
2: well, come on clark kent yeah i mean yeah. come on
0: it's like especially as his, like just
2: his eyes
1: as intimate as somebody's, like, somebody like of like how they don't figure out that bruce wayne is batman
0: you know yeah it's yeah. like it's yeah. I, I'm you gotta a, go
2: full deadpool so really
0: right right yeah. uh, how could you not recognize the jawline of one carrie <laughs> <Come understand>. on,
3: <laughs>
1: yes
0: <laughs> tom what's off the wall to you um
1: i've always had the question does Deacon chase after them like uh you know hmm. you know cool. you know they 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 gallop off with the four horses that fezzik i guess after fezzik nev- never found wesley again he just wandered around the castle and then happened upon the stables, found the horses, and, you know, was able to catch them and all that kind of stuff. And I feel really bad for Andre's horse, for Vezic's horse, uh, having to, to carry him. But, yeah, like, you know, they rode to safety. It's like, well, did Humperdinck not chase after him? Is he still tied to the chair? Which
0: another line is make it as tight as you like. Oh! (laughs) <laughs> i i don't know i see like a moses and Ramses situation like go and then like you know right day later being like what am i doing and then ch- maybe that's the sequel he chases after him and then yeah i don't know
1: that's true and it, he's also, he also
0: just got shown up he did hardcore and he
1: lost his you know his you know first in command because tyrone's dead
0: <laughs> so tyrone is gone Ty-
1: <laughs> So he can't call tyrone uh so uh there's it's a. Uh, it was a rough day for the prince he didn't even get really he thought he got married he didn't it turns out didn't say i do (laughs) and the whole the whole monologue of what to the pain means instead of to the death i think is really well done
3: Uh,
1: yeah no your ears you get to keep i'll tell you why you wart hot face buffoon (laughs) so so good oh is that all you've got that's all all right here we go yeah there's very little off the wall of this thing i've got some okay
0: how how did Buttercup know he was the Dread Pirate Roberts? Was there only one pirate? Was there only one? He's the main Just one. like you, you're rude. You must be this evil entity <laughs> who's been terrorizing our mm. land for years. Well, he's always around Florin that time of year, so they you know <laughs> well, fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the yeah, the recognition of Wesley. It's insane. Come on. Um, Buttercup's dress should not have caught fire in the fire swamp. If you look at it, she's like five feet away from the spout, and mm. you know, just.
1: He put How, and he put it out with the
0: actual drug. Yeah, yeah, a well, lot, a yeah. lot going on there. How quickly in real life does Wesley die from rabies when the R O U S S's bite him? There's no way that's even remotely sanitary. And at that time, they didn't have rabies shots.
2: Uh, a small thing that I just thought about too regarding that, like his shoulders, like healed, but he's only in there for like a day, right? Well, had, yeah, had, you know they had the stuff, that the miracle the pill. I guess the, the miracle them. pill. Yeah, heals all.
0: I just, if, if this is real, he doesn't make it out of the forest. Probably not. The rabies overtake him. Buttercup runs for her life. It's a different kind of spin-off. It probably falls into more lightning sand. <laughs> there, there's a, a scene later where Fezzik mentions seeing the six-fingered man, and I don't recall the interaction Fezzik has with Humperdink and the six-fingered man prior.
1: I would Was there one? There wasn't, but I would assume when he got hired to be on the Brute Squad, he probably, that's where they he okay. caught him. All
0: but right, I can I, accept that.
1: Yeah, but it might've been a deleted scene. I don't know. Finally, what are the top five kisses? <laughs> mm-hmm. What are they? The yeah. most passionate, the most pure.
2: Yeah, I, for a second when I rewatched it, I thought they like list them off. Like, you know, what's the Greek one? Persephone and I don't know, whatever all yeah. the, you know. That kind of mythology. Anthony,
1: Anthony and Cleopatra, you know, uh, who knows?
0: <laughs> Wesley. Obviously,
2: and uh Jack and Rose. Yeah, right. Sure. Naturally.
0: Yeah. Um, Spider Man and Mary Jane upside down. <laughs> that's a good one. Yes. uh That's all I've got for Off the Wall. Should we go to the final category? Right. Let's do it. Here we go. The Kelly Crutchman, Jackie Train, Haley McClinny Award. Caleb Bro. Caleb Bro Awards. Yeah. Put her in. <laughs> We're going to throw her in. All right rephrase the kelly crush and jackie train a hayley mcclinney Caleb bro award for mvp of the movie bro please who's your mvp that's, of the princess that's what bride? andy
2: was thinking that's why it was like that's why i didn't get my run through the wall award it's because he's the mvp of the entire movie he makes it like he brings like so much like just soul to the movie like he has a purpose and a mission and you just root for the dude the whole time and i think he acts beautifully and his relationship with Fezik is just pure and cute and amazing and that's without a doubt mandy patinkin just crushes that role so well
0: again i look i saw this in what eighth grade i said i had seen a lot of criminal minds before that what that says about me who knows i knew him from criminal minds and so to see him in this role was actually kind of jarring because they could not be more different yeah and i i agree i love mandy patinkin he is he is superb in this i mean Carrie all is amazing yeah
1: and it's interesting because you know if if you don't know him from the princess bride you know like if, if you're just finding him now you probably either know him from saw or from uh, Stranger Things
2: or Twister, or or Robin Twister. Hood, Men in Tights. Hello, well, of course,
1: yeah, of course, Robin Hood Men in Tights, which is tremendous as well. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, it's kind of a it, it's kind of a different role even for him. Does a great job as a leading leading man, as I mentioned before, introducing Robin Wright as Buttercup. The fact that that was her first yeah. movie and just launched a, a stellar career. Uh, but for me, I think it's a tie between Manny Patinkin and Andre the Giant. Um, I mean, they, those guys make the movie. Like <laughs> they, I mean, there's so much that they that they do. As so I mentioned before, it's like a buddy cop movie. That they, they play off each other so well. Even though at the beginning they're on quote the bad side, even then you know that they're good guys that are yeah. you know just trying to you know pay the bills. Yeah, as, just trying
0: to yeah. trying to make some money, right. buy some more
1: liquor, whatever, and, and not be unemployed in Greenland. Yeah, of all. It, <laughs> it, they,
2: it's like comic relief, but it's not like overdone. It's just right. like. It, it's beautiful it's like perfect perfect yeah. balance
1: so that i know it may be cheating a little bit but i'm going to give it to you
2: no Tino. that
0: right Cleo, <laughs> we, we created this right we yes. can do whatever the heck we want <laughs> i have two nominees it comes down to carrie elwis who is still dining out on this like he wrote a book i think mm-hmm. in 2015 about the making of princess bride and like that he fully acknowledges that this movie made his career sure and he's not one of those guys who's like I'm, you know, I did that movie. Let's talk about something else. He's like, no, I want to talk about The Princess Bride. Yeah, absolutely. uh, So hats off to Carrie Elwes. I'm giving it to Wallace Shawn because (laughs) for somebody to be on screen for 10 minutes, 12 minutes, maybe, to create and craft one of the most iconic and quotable characters that we've seen in the last 50 years, that takes some mvp level acting so wallace sean gets my mvp of the movie award with a special shout out to carrie ellis i cannot cannot disagree with that either i mean just every scene that he's in
1: i mean start off with we are but three lost circus performers (laughs) (laughs) i mean, just to start off with that you know the whole thing with the rhyming the battle of wits just his interaction (laughs) my way what's my way grab a rock get behind the boulder when he comes around As minute of his heads in view
2: hit it with the rock
1: <laughs> my way is not very sportsman my. like that whole
0: oh my gosh it's so good it's a <laughs> special go ahead bro
2: no the facial expressions to go along with the acting and the lines gets it too like he like so expressive and just like when he dies even he's like
1: like with when they're climbing up the rope and he's like right there in front of Fezzik's face, you're supposed to be this Colossus. Yet he gains. Yes,
0: yes he gains. Yet he gains. He, he only has himself. I'm carrying three people. Uh, it, all right. If anybody is able to beat Oklahoma in a series this year, I'm going to use that. You're supposed to be some Colossus. <laughs> and yet they gain. <laughs> oh, wow. That is a... Uh, I think a very strong way to wrap up the, the princess bride portion of mm. this pod. And now we go to so something good. else that we do at the very end, which is the Rex center. Something that we have seen lately that we want to recommend to the good people who are listening, the out of the boxers out there who are taking the time to tune into this episode, Kayla bro. What are you recommending?
2: Okay. So this is a one I haven't watched lately, but I was inspired. So I don't know if you guys have seen um, the Rob Reiner movie flipped. Have mm-hmm. you seen that movie? Nah, okay, nah, nah. it's more. It's a more recent movie. It's a coming of age about two neighbors, their kids, and it's about how one of them has a crush on the other, and he's too cool for that, and how they flip places because they actually learn about their personalities and what they actually like in another person, and how like outside popularity and all that stuff um, affects all that. And it's just like this cute, pure story about two kids growing up and. Uh, it's set in like the fifties or sixties, I believe. Um, and like I said, it's another Rob Reiner movie and I love it. It's another one of those that I get the same feeling when I put on the princess bride just makes me happy. Um, and then, so went two different directions. Um, so that, and then my other recommendation, if you're looking for a binge TV, I went inspired by the sword fighting. One of my favorite shows on Netflix of all times, the last kingdom, mm. Um Viking, Movie or excuse me, Viking series show. And I think Utrid, who's the main character, is one of the best main characters in uh, any kind of fantasy TV. It's like historical fiction. Um, it's fantastic. I highly recommend that. So binge a show with like adventure, action, adventure, and then get your feels was flipped. Those are like my two recommendations. Rob Reiner, banger of a catalog.
0: Just really like so much good stuff. Yes. Tom. Uh, well, mine is, I'm,
1: I'm not really going off the beaten path because it's one of the most popular series going on right now, but HBO, HBO max house of the dragon. What, uh, what is yeah, that? I know. I know it's, <laughs> it's, it's one of those things. Not, not many people know about it. Uh, but even if you're not a game of Thrones person, I think you would enjoy house, house of the dragon. Uh, it, the, the fact that it's a prequel and if you are a game of Thrones person, there's scenes. Where you know you're like oh you know you recognize stuff that's happening, but if you didn't know anything about it, I think you would still like House mm-hmm. of the Dragon uh, because they do a lot of really good character work. It's not just about these giant dragons, although the dragons are awesome. Uh, but there's all these and I you know I'm not an, uh, an awards guy, but if Patty Patty Considine I think that's how you say his last name, if he doesn't win all the awards for King Viserys, they should stop giving him out because his portrayal of king Viserys is uh, it's so good it, i mean it, it gave a character which i've read the book isn't that good of a character you know even george r r martin said that he his king Barris was better than the one that i wrote Oof. so like wow. he he gave that character so much more than what the the even the source material gave Just watch it for him, but for nothing else. But uh, I highly recommend it, even if you're not a Game of Thrones person, House of the Dragon.
0: I will keep you updated so you don't have to watch the Emmys. I will let you know. Okay, thank you.
1: Thank you very much.
0: (laughs) I've got two I'll go along with, bro. My first is a movie. Um, Parents, don't watch this with your kids. It's Do Revenge on Netflix. It is kind of a sat... Well, it's definitely a satire. Have you seen it? That's great. It is a wild time. Really? It it is making fun of... I've like wealth, I guess cancel culture. It's making fun of a bunch of stuff. It's also like a pretty good mystery. Well, acted. Maya Hawk and um uh, v- uh, Veronica from Riverdale is on it. I think is Yeah. I haven't seen Riverdale in a couple years. <laughs> um, Mendez, uh this is bad podcasting, but either way it's a it's a very good movie and it's like a crisp 145 so you can get through it uh, very quickly. And then my TV show, another one a lot of people have heard of, but it deserves even more eyes. Abbott Elementary on ABC. So hilarious. I watch it every week, live, whenever I can. So tomorrow, I think it's eight o'clock, uh, I will have it up. And Abbott Elementary, even better here in season two. They make a great AJ Brown joke in the premiere episode of oh. season two. It's awesome. Very excited for the Jalen Hurts cameo that surely is coming at some <laughs> point later on in the year. Abbott Elementary, cannot recommend it.
2: Great, right, you're wow. gonna be proud. I, I watched Do Revenge, and I just caught up. I watched the whole first and second season up to the second season of Abbott Elementary, like last week.
0: It's it's oh. on it, it's on my list. I haven't got yeah. it yet, season one Olympics. is on HBO Max, yes. so you can. That's where I'm gonna do it. Zoom through it. Yeah, I can't even remember if I've said that on this pod before. There's a very strong chance, but Abbott Elementary highly recommend, as well as of course The Princess Bride, oh. which is why we all gathered here today for out of the box office. What a special episode it was, Calebro. Thank you so much for taking an hour plus to chat about this cinematic masterpiece.
2: Happy to do it anytime because uh, you know, we almost talked for as long as the movie is, and that is about how it should be. It deserves that much talk about how amazing it is.
0: <laughs> I was kidding, but I guess I wasn't when right. I said this would be an hour and, and 39 I, minute I podcast. Think
2: Tom did quote almost 80% of the movie. Right.
1: So that's what I mean. I was kidding, but not. I could quote the entire movie to you if you wanted. Inconceivable. Inconceivable. Oh. <laughs> you keep using that word. I do not think it means what I think it means. But he was at, he was using it correctly, but not appropriately. If that makes sense.
0: Oh, which is what we use. That's what we do. Struggle with on our right, Yes, a podcast. <laughs> uh, thank you to Caleb Rowe for joining us. Media Days will be coming out at the end of next month so stay tuned for that on twitter at out of the box underscore pod any final thoughts tom before we sign off
1: the emails have got out
0: media days is coming together yes we've already got an interview scheduled wow bada bing bada boom here we go for softball coming yes finally <laughs> for special guest caleb Rowe from our partner tom canterbury i'm Greg robertson thank you for tuning in to out of the box office we'll see you next time